Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. And welcome to Vitality, Women Leading Audacious. So you can probably hear I'm laughing because Yannick and I are having the best time and we haven't even hit record yet. <laughs> Today, my honored guest on the podcast is creative director, I'm sorry, creative director and owner. Um, I would say also founder, but she didn't say that. Of YKMD, she is all things creative. And I can't wait to learn more about how she shaped her business. Uh, welcome to the show and uh, tell us about yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. So telling you about myself is, it's always hilarious because I have the time I never know what to say, which is not normal, right? For like a business owner. Normally you come in with your one minute pitch and I'm just like, listen, I'm someone who is really just trying to keep their head on long enough to figure out what the next step or next stage is in their life. I am as you've already said, owner and creative director of a um, graphic design firm. We focus on um, working with corporate event planners, trade show marketers to basically save them time and money um, while creating them mind-blowing, show-stopping graphic designs to really create an impact for them. Um, I'm also an internationally exhibited fine artist. I um don't even know how many art shows or galleries or markets I've been in anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and I am a recent, I guess, immigrant to Jamaica. Is that even a thing? Can I be an immigrant to a country that sure. I was born in? Yeah, I mean, I, I lived in Switzerland for 10 years. I was an expatriate. I didn't like that title, but yeah, yeah you are. I mean, we were. I, I, was a, I was an immigrant of Switzerland and Germany. Yeah, cool. So I am... Um, I actually, I moved to America when I was 16 years old. And then I literally moved back to Jamaica this year. And everybody kind of thought I was crazy because they're like, there is no possible way, Yannick. Like, what are you going to do for a living? I'm like, I'm going to run my business. They're like, how are you going to run a successful business from a third world country? And half the time I like would laugh. I'm like, I got it. Like, I got, there are enough books, resources, group, mentors, all of that for me to like, glean knowledge from put mm. it together and actually like implement that's everybody's actual problem is implementing things right. it's not that it's not oh, that the no. idea yeah right. it's not that the idea is impossible it's just like everybody's like oh my gosh I can't do this I mean or you could start and try and see what happens because maybe maybe you know things are gonna like get rough along the way and like god knows I've had to pivot like sure. learning that Wi-Fi is not the most efficient way for me to connect with the world. I need a hardwire connection. Oh, you know, it that, only took yeah. me three weeks to figure that out. <laughs> three weeks of like Zoom calls dropping and like not being able to upload massive files. Um, but you know, you 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 just start, and then yeah. after you start, then you figure roll with the punches and figure so out it what to like do. Like you next. started as like an artist. So it's funny because I didn't, not really. So. When I uh, started college, right? Number one, my family, when I say my family, is really my mom. She is, was not excited about the whole going to like college, majoring in art thing. She was just like, I sent you to 
the, the best private schools, like most of your life for you to go to college and learn to draw, this can't be a real thing. Oh. Um, and number one, you know, 20 something years later, she got over it with good reason. Um, but I went and my major was, you know, studio arts and my concentrations were drawing, which I love to do, um, film photography and graphic design. And I only put graphic design in there as like kind of almost like as a way to like appease my mom because I was just like, listen, I got to figure out how like what the path is to like this very standard commercial life of you go to college, you get a job, you join the workforce. So graphic design was like that bridge for me. So realistically, from a career perspective, graphic design has always come first. It's only after like corporate America kind of like low-key drove me crazy that I turned back to like fine art as a way to release emotions and like find some kind of grounding factor to like literally, literally keep me sane. Yeah. So I mean, there are yeah. a lot of women listening who are knowing what their love is, what their first love is, and then doing something differently. And they're finding themselves miserable in, in their jobs. And so hearing your story about your, your love, uh, despite, you know, your mom's disapproval and then the career that you created out of it, um, you know, it really is inspiring. Cause I think a lot of women don't think it's possible and they have these limiting beliefs around, I can't do it because X, Y, or Z. And so I just would like re really find your story inspirational and hope the listeners, find your story as inspirational as I do, because we can do whatever we want. It doesn't really Absolutely. anything Absolutely. as long as you implement, you know, focus and follow through and you have to believe in yourself. Like you can't just keep trying all day and, and think, you know, you know, it's not good. Like, it's just like, if you can't eat eating, can't keep eating kale all day and feeling guilty because you're not eating kale sprouts, you know, and have it like be really super healthy for yeah, you. No, it's not, it's not <laughs> it's, honestly, it's not a real thing. A lot. I, I know a lot of people, right? And especially on social media, the more you put yourself out there is the more feedback you get, right? So sometimes even putting yourself out there, not just like in the real world, but like the online world can be like super scary because you get all this feedback, right? Like everybody has- An opinion. So everybody yeah. has an opinion. And even like, as I go through the comments, um, I have to say to myself, yeah, that's not true for me. Mm. That's- I mean, it might be true for you and it might be real for you. Just like how, you know, from my, my mom's perspective, she'd never seen anyone, you know, create a really successful career from art, much less design. So for, well, let me not say much less design, um, but just like in that creative field, it was just like, you know, you know, starving artist vibes, right? For her, what she's seen is like engineers, lawyers, doctors, and not knocking it because, you know, I have friends who are all of those things. Sure. It's just not for me. I get and that. so, yeah. And so I have to get to the point where I was just like, there are people who believe in the starving artist mantra, but that's just not true for me. And it doesn't have to be true for them either. Well, they yeah. just have to make the choice. Well, yes. And I think that graphic design, like most industries right now, is completely transformed. Since oh, you yeah. were doing it in college to even today, right? It's just transformed. Yeah, sure. So I think what you're doing looks really interesting. And I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but um, one thing's for sure. Most people have to learn how to do basic graf graphic design if they don't have a big budget. Um, mm -hmm. On the other end of the spectrum, paying an agency to do it with a branding strategy, you know, mm -hmm. to boot is like, you know, 60 to 100K 
like mm-hmm. on the upper end, right? You can probably get it done and in-house for 30, but that's mm-hmm. just like the start. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you don't have great graphic design, um, you, you can't differentiate yourself because you can't, you don't have a brand. Your voice just kind of is muffled and scattered. Um, and sometimes also we're overthinking it, but um, having someone like yourself who, who essentially, it seems like you're a creative directive, Right. And you help people to get their solutions met, their their solutions met, like they, you meet their solutions. I don't know. Tell me about how it works, because the, the, the graphic design is tricky. Um, I understand a lot about it, probably too much. I overthink it all the time. Um, and I have done all the skills, but I'm an art director. So I've art directed for the last like you know 30 years mm-hmm. in a number of different like avenues. So um, what it looks like what you're doing is really interesting. So tell us more about that. All right. So um completely all valid questions. I know you had like a bunch in there, so I'll do my best to answer all of them. Um, well, first and foremost, we are actually, so YKMD in itself is a graphic design agency, right? Um, and even within our agency model, we are able to give people price points that are affordable, because we actually leverage leverage talent from all across the world. So our design firm is 100% remote and we have people on our team from Seattle, Washington, all the way over to Manila, hilarious, Manila, the Philippines, right? So it's like a very wide range. And because we have um, people living in these different countries with different costs of living, we're able to leverage that and bring it back to our clients in the United States. People who, again, are very talented, you know, can produce, produce on time, understand the magic of, um, project management, combining that, um, understanding the cultural nuances of the corporate America environment, right? Combining all of those things to provide them with um, long-term outsourced solutions. So even though, all right, let's say there is a company that has a, I don't know, uh, they're putting together a conference, right? The conference is meant to um, educate, but also to funnel new people um, into their specific pipeline in order to increase the the number of um, actual, their, their sales numbers, right? So for us, what we would do is sit down and have conversations with them on like what their objectives are, yeah. what they need in order to meet those objectives, what kind of assets do they need to support those objectives? Nice. And then we would really just take that and like, churn them out like a little factory bum 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 and it it almost goes down like this very strange um I wanted to say assembly line Hmm. Uh, it it sounds so like simple but it really is what it is um creative director and project manager sit down with a client you know get all the information pull it over art director creative director decides what kind of look feel assets are needed to move on to the next stage that gets moved down to the graphic designer they assemble things put together some some comps that's reviewed by an art director and a creative director then that is then once it's approved Amazing. internally it's sent like an back agency. To, yeah it's sent yeah. back to the client but we've structured it in such a way where we're able to do it really quickly and when i say quickly i mean cuz <laughs> It's weird because most of my graphic design career, you always said you can't get something cheap, fast, and good. And we've somehow managed to 
combine all three of those things and provide real tangible value for well, our clients. And you, met, and you met a need, you know, like it's not yeah. the fiber model where no. it's hit or miss. It's not yeah. the Upwork model where it's also hit or miss and can be very costly. Yeah. Um, and it's not the agency model, which is costly, costly. Um, yeah. And mostly, yeah, but mostly that, yeah. So, so you've hit, I think the market at a really sweet spot, mm-hmm. um, especially for kind of small, mid-sized entrepreneurs. Um, who I mean, we, we also we also offer like a month to month retainer, which makes it really flexible, uh-huh. right? So when a larger organization comes in, they're like, "We have this really big event, um, but we only need you guys for two months." We're like, "That's fine." Yeah. <laughs> and then next year, for whatever reason, their in house designers are burnt out. They're like, "Hey, we need you guys for eight months. We can do that too." Nice, nice. And Yannick, um, so you you split your time between Jamaica and Florida, right? I do, I do, yeah. I do. And um, and so like if anybody who's listening to this call would like to have a marketing audit, like you'll go in and check out their assets. Absolutely. So what, so what does that mean? Like you look at their website, their social, and you kind of see how the brand is being represented, or what does the audit consist of? Right. So it number one, it kind of depends on like what kind of audit they're looking for. They're looking for a company audit, yeah. an event audit or a product launch audit. Got it. And um, depending on wh- depending on which one it falls into, the overall scope is, I guess, about the same where we start by looking at what they already have, what objectives they're trying to achieve and what they're missing in order to actually get to those objectives. Nice. And then what kind of deliverables and assets can we supply them with in order to fill those gaps and make the actual marketing process more efficient um, and impactful. So with an event, like we're looking at like, what is actually the attendee journey? Um, with a um, product launch, we're looking at, okay, well, what is the consumer journey? Like, how are they ex- being expected to buy? Um, if we're looking at just like the brand overall, we're like, okay, like what kind of sales funnels do you have? Like, what kind of assets do you have out there? Do you have any like, you know, videos, retargeting ads, um, the right social media graphics to kind of like support your overall objective? Like, what does your presence look like online and even offline? Are you going to trade shows what does your trade show booth look like how can we redesign that in order to increase the number of leads that you're getting when you're investing this money attending those trade shows so it's really just a matter of again number one understanding what the brand's objectives are what the business's objectives are and then figuring out what's missing and then i love it yeah so if anyone here wants a a marketing audit definitely connect with yannick i'll put the link in the show notes so that you can um you know you can definitely make good on that because everyone needs a marketing audit on some level just even to get feedback or to look at a future relationship because i'm sure if you do audits for people and then like they come back to you um yeah yeah, because it's hard to start with a new designer i'll be honest um (laughs) you know one of my designers like retire or something happens i'm just like oh (laughs) because they know like all the ins and outs of my brand so it's so helpful um one of the one of the things i know for sure that we're really great at is literally picking up brands from left right and center and like understanding like the overall look and feel and keeping things consistent and maintaining like a brand voice that's gonna continue to be impactful yeah, I totally uh, see that. That's, that's yeah. one of your areas of genius. I totally get that. So listen, so you are a busy, busy entrepreneur who's just moved and actually has two two residences um, and, and growing your business. And so you're in action. How do you how do you keep the balance between your vitality and uh, your performance? Because a lot of times, you know, they go they don't go hand in hand. You know, one's against the other. 
yeah, no, for sure. I think um, it's not even just about me. It's also about my team, right? So uh, number one, like within our company, unless somebody, God forbid, makes a mistake, no one works on weekends. Like it's it's not a thing. I'm like, even if I, even if for some reason I pick up my phone and I remember something, I slack someone something and they respond, I go, no, it's Saturday. Go hang out with your family, go enjoy your life. So when you come back to work, you can be full force, like super involved, really impactful. So Saturday, Sunday, we don't work. Um, me, I've actually recently started taking off Friday. So Fridays, Fridays are no meeting days for us. Um, just overall, we'll still do deliverables, but I find myself, number one, every morning I wake up, I go talk to my grandma. I live with my grandma in Jamaica, which, you know, she's like recently widowed. So like, we're like keeping each other's company. Um, her husband was like one of my closest um, people in life. One of my biggest influences. I call him daddy, but he's my grandpa. Like if you want to be technical about it. Um, so I go downstairs, chat with her. Then I do my workout. So either I am doing five miles around the community or I'm heading out to the beach, um, doing whatever workout I need to do with my trainer, doing a couple laps in the water, having a good old time coming back up, doing my meditation. And it's not even as strict as that, right? But just like providing myself with some level of um, structure and consistency and um, kind of shutting out the distractions. So like the first, up until about 10, 11 o'clock, I'm shutting out the distractions. It's just like, I wrote my to-do list the night before. So I'm like, okay, these are all things I need to get done before 10 o'clock because it's going to get crazy, right? Clients are going to come in. They're going to be meetings, feedback. Everybody needs to get that feedback on time so that they can do their job. Um, And then knowing when to press stop. Sometimes like Monday through Thursday, I will work like a 12 to 16 hour day just to make sure I get everything done as efficiently as possible so that I can really focus on enjoying my life, improving mm -hmm. myself Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Um, but understanding that, all right, at 10 PM, it's lights off because we got to do it again tomorrow. We got to make sure that we're actually prepared to be super productive tomorrow. So mm. for me, I find um, that's kind of like how I've been managing it all. Making make sure, making sure I'm making time to exercise, yeah. making sure I'm making time to go to a therapist, making time, making sure I'm making time to spend with my friends, um, making sure I'm making time to um, spend time with my family, making sure I'm make, spending, making time to like do the things I actually like to do yeah. instead yeah. of like just taking what's left over. Yeah, I think it's really important, Yanni, that you brought that up, especially about boundaries. Like this is when I say enough is enough, 10 p.m. Um, I know a lot of women have a different time for that, right? But that that's what works for you, at least at your age and your stage, um, you know, <laughs> Monday through Thursday. Um, but I also really think the morning thing is so critical. Um, I have to say, you are thinking number like 79 or 80 uh, for this podcast. And I have to say that I, almost everybody has said that like morning time is their is their grace, like no interruptions. Like, and I love how you make your list the night before. Yeah. So, you don't, you're, so you're not like spinning your wheel. No. Morning, so yeah. you can just really focus yeah. on your swim or your workout or whatever it is you're doing. I've um, tried, I've tried doing the list in the morning and it's too overwhelming. Right. It really is. And like when I do it the night before, like literally yeah. I do it and I put it here in my workstation. So when I sit down, I just know it's time to get to work. It's not time to like figure out, okay, well, what do I do next? Like it's there, it's numbered. <laughs> I can't imagine you're like that. <laughs> it just makes, it just makes my life easier. It really does. No, no. Yeah. Yanni, what does vitality mean to you? Like when you hear that word or you feel into it? 
Um, vitality for me is really, and this might be like a really weird take on it, but it's really just about doing what's doing what's best for you to live your best life. Like whatever yeah. that looks like for you. Right. Like, for me, my priorities might be different than theirs. Like I'm really like, especially right now, like I, I lost my father, my brother was murdered. So like my bigger things wow. right now is just like focusing oh, on like sorry. building and oh, it's fine. And you know, I, I'm working through it. Right. Like, but yeah. my biggest things for me is focusing on building and maintaining authentic relationships, mm-hmm. but then also continuing to really enjoy all the blessings that I have for as long as I have them right, right. so That's like so good yeah en- enjoying the fact that I can live in two different countries enjoying the fact that I can build a business that mm-hmm. sustains you know 15 plus people's like families and lives mm-hmm. and, okay. and 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 understanding that like that's a part of the thing that I can love about living, right? Yeah. Um, so it's really just about like embracing what really is your best life, aligned with the things that you really value. Yeah, I about love that. For those of you who can't see her, she is like glowing. You know, she really has this like sheen to her skin. She's got perfect eyebrows. I'm gonna have to just call it out because they're they're fabulous. Um, and uh, and she is she's just bubbling over with with happiness, which is you know always a sign of vitality. And I love how you define that you know because it extends way beyond health like food and fitness right yeah, it's something that it's something so deep in your heart you know and soul and that's how I look at it too for sure um any last words of wisdom you'd like to to leave our listeners with today anything that's on your heart or mind uh, knowing that a lot of the people listening women a lot of women listening men too um and, and they are uh, a lot of them are feeling hopeless and a lot of them are struggling with this, these transitions because the, I feel like right now truth is being demanded and it's like, we got to rise. We got to rise to get relationships out of our lives that aren't you know good anymore. Um, foods, thoughts, and it's, and jobs. It is absolutely. Okay. Oh my gosh. Do not feel guilty about letting someone know like, Hey, this is my boundary. And if they're not willing to acknowledge and respect that boundary, you just be like, all right, well, enough of you. Um, cause it can be it can be sucking and just like frustrating and just like literally like keeping you from being your very best self. Um, but last words of wisdom from me are don't give up on yourself, even on the most hopeless days. And it sounds really cliche. And I promise you, as someone who's like pushed through depression um, more recently than I probably should have, like there is always like a better day coming. That's number one. And number two, like you may have a really, really big dream. Don't let anyone tell you it's not possible right? You try way one and it doesn't work. Look for another way, but don't give up on it. It's going to happen for you. It just not, it it just, it may not happen for you that way. Work. Don't think it's not going to happen for you. It can happen for you. You can get up and move to a random Island and live and still have a sustainable life. It it can, (laughs) it's true for me and it can be true for you. Like that. that you want can be true for you. Don't let anyone tell you that's not the case. They don't, they're not you. Yeah. I love that. That's so important. Also just like for me to hear. Um, (laughs) No, people have like a lot, like you said, people have a lot of opinions and they let you know what they're thinking. You're crazy. Why would you do that? Yeah. Stop it. It's like, you know, we have these, these ideas and these visions and these, these things in our hearts because uh, we're supposed to do something with it. It's not there just randomly to make us suffer and feel like it's impossible. You know, like we have these thoughts and feelings for a reason. 
it's super intentional. <laughs> I believe at least I'm a, you know, I believe in God. Right. So I'm like, you know, I think everything happens for a reason and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. <laughs> for sure. Well, Danny, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom, your vitality and your genius idea. I just think it's so, so smart. And, uh, and for those of you listening, please go get a marketing audit and uh, check out what she's up to. All the info is in the show notes. Thank you. Yannick. Thanks for having me, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me. Thank you.